0: Today on Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm gonna take you in today's show to
1: three special places inside the Holy Land. First of all, we're gonna go outside the caves of En Gedi and I'm gonna be talking about a principle that we saw emanating from David's heart that we're gonna be able to apply to our lives today. Following that segment, I'm gonna take you inside Sodom and Gomorrah and talk about what we learn from Sodom and Gomorrah and how it relates to our earth walk today. Then finally, we're gonna conclude by going to the wilderness at Sinai.
0: Hello, I'm Dustin Roberts, and I'll be your host for the next half hour. And well, if we took a survey, not many of us would welcome our time in the wilderness. But more times than not, the wilderness or the desert of our lives is where God works in us the most. Our message today is titled Stories from the Wilderness. And if you've missed any of the previous messages in this series on the Holy Land, you can catch up at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: I'm just outside of En Gedi. And it reminds me of how David hid in the caves of En Gedi when he was fleeing from Saul. It amazes me how David was persecuted by Saul, how his life was pursued for such a long time, and yet he refused to rise up against Saul, and he said, I will not arise against the Lord's anointed. That was truly supernatural, that as ungodly as Saul's behavior was, David would not stretch forth his hand against him because he had such a respect for the office that Saul was standing in. You know, often. Sometimes today we've lost that in our culture. We have a great sensitivity to sin, but we don't have much of a sensitivity to authority. And yet when we look, for example, at Noah, when Noah got drunk, we find out that Two of his sons protected his dad's office. They protected Noah's dignity by walking into the cave backwards. But one of the sons exposed his father's nakedness, and you know what? The one that exposed his father's nakedness ended up being cursed. Again, I want to say to you, it's important that we learn to cultivate not just a sensitivity to sin, but also, beloved, a sensitivity to authority. Let's state it again. Consider, Saul is king, he's pursuing David, he wants to take David's life. David is hiding in En On several occasions, David had the opportunity to take Saul's life, to protect himself from Saul killing him. But instead, David did not retaliate against Saul because David said, far be it from me, to strike the Lord's anointed. And what really strikes me about this is that here David was dealing with a corrupt king. Saul was defiled at this point, and yet David would not touch him, although Saul was defiled because Saul was standing in the office of God's anointed. It showed that David respected God's authority. You see, the reason David didn't take Saul's life is not because David respected Saul so much as an individual, but it was because David respected God, God's sovereignty, and God's authority. And the reason I'm driving this point home is that our culture has become so defiled in spirit towards authority figures. But here's what we need to remember. Although the authority figures, beloved, in our generation oftentimes are not pure, oftentimes their motives are not right, oftentimes what they do is not legitimate, just like Saul was not pure, and just as he was not showing legitimate actions, but we need to be like David. David didn't take out vengeance on people that were standing in an office of authority because he recognized that authority figures represent God's authority. Now, I realize that there can be exceptions to this, but the problem is, in today's generation, We always want to make it the exception. In other words, we don't like something our pastor said, so what do we do? We start gossiping about him. Beloved, just because we didn't like something our pastor said, that's not a reason or an excuse that we can use to start gossiping about our pastor. David wouldn't have done that, not because he respected everything that Saul said, but because he respected God And because he respected God, he respected the office that Saul was standing in. Listen, without respect in our culture, our culture is going to crash. We need to respect police officers. Yes, some are defiled, some are corrupt, but we can't just hate the whole police department. We've got to respect the institution. This is what the book of Romans teaches us. We've got to respect the elderly. We've got to respect our teachers. We've got to respect people in government offices. Not that we have to agree with them, but we can't develop a defiled spirit against them, even if they themselves are defiled, because we recognize the scripture said, all authority comes from God, and he that resists authority is resisting the ordinances of God. Now, I realize that there's a mystery and a balance to this, but beloved, I just want to restore to your heart today the basic and the general principle that we must learn to show respect and appreciation for authority figures and it's not based upon the individual it's based upon the fact that God is authority and because we recognize his authority we respect authority figures in the world. I hope this helps you. I think it teaches us that no matter where we go, we want to respect the authority figure in that place. In other words, if we go into a restaurant and the manager in that restaurant is the authority figure in that restaurant, we want to show simple respect. We want to respect, again, the elderly. I want to really encourage you to show love and respect to your spiritual leaders. The scripture says to not do so would be unprofitable for you. So let's restore, beloved a culture of sanctity and respect to our hearts, because you know what? When we show respect to other people, listen now, it makes us taller. To show respect when it's done with the right spirit does not make one weak or short, it makes one strong and tall. Let's learn for the life of David, who is a man that loved God with all his heart, how to show respect for authority Even oftentimes, when the person that's in the office of authority falls far short from being perfect. Well, I'm going to take you to a new segment in Israel right now. We're going to switch gears completely. Let's go to Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm here in Israel at the biblical city of Sodom that's spoken of in the Torah, in the Old Testament. Beloved, The Lord destroyed this city. There were many sins that were going on here, but the primary sin that this city was destroyed was the perversion of homosexuality. Now I know today in our culture that it's considered normal, that it's an acceptable lifestyle, but if we're basing our faith, if we're basing truth on the written word of God, we find that in both the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, as well as several places in the New Testament that this city was guilty of sodomization, of homosexuality. Beloved, What God created, we cannot say, is no longer applicable. In other words, God created male and female in his own image. He created them. And just by looking at the uniqueness of the male anatomy and the female anatomy, we can see that sexually they were made to go together. That's why a child can be conceived between a man and a woman, but no child can be conceived between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. So I just want to say this, as culture is changing, and as people's value system changes, it should not affect the believer. We as believers need to keep our value system rooted in the Word of God, regardless of what the culture outside of us says. See, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but let your mind be renewed by the Word of God. I believe that the spirit of homosexuality is gonna continue to increase around the world. Not only is it intensifying in the Western world, but countries and nations around the earth that haven't been affected by it are now beginning to be affected. I often travel to Africa, and they've tried to resist what's going on in the United States in terms of our value system here, but they're finding slowly the value system of the United States, including the acceptance of homosexuality, is now permeating into parts of Africa. I just want to encourage you, beloved, we love all people. Your sin has been forgiven just as a homosexual, someone that's practicing that lifestyle, is forgiven. But we can call what's wrong right and what's right wrong. Homosexuality will always be in a disarray with what the Word of God teaches. Listen, we have to choose right. We have to choose truth. And even those that may feel that they've been homosexual ever since they've been born to the world, you know what the Bible tells us, that in Christ Jesus, all things pass away and all things become new. My love goes out to people that are trapped in that lifestyle, the homosexual lifestyle. But Jesus loves us too much to leave us where we're at. If you find yourself trapped in a homosexual bondage today, I want you to know King Jesus is able to change you, wash you, and transform you. Beloved, God loves us, but we can't make God in our own image. If we say we believe in Jesus, then we've got to believe in the Jesus of the Bible because it's the only record we have of who Jesus is. The Bible teaches us that God made man in his own image, male and female, and he created us distinct. I want to encourage you today. Don't be conformed to the culture of the world. Take your cue from God's Word. God loves you too much, and He loves me too much to leave us where we're at. Let's get into alignment with Him. And if we need help in this area, beloved, call out to Him with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind, and He will conform you to the image that He originally
0: designed you in. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back in a moment. It's our prayer that today's message has been a blessing to you so far, and we hope that it enriches your walk with Yeshua. If you have a prayer request, we invite you to submit it online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Our team lifts up every individual request before the Lord, and it would be our pleasure, privilege, and honor to pray for you and your family. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now, here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message.
1: Now I'm going to take you to the wilderness of Sinai. It doesn't look like there's much there, but beloved, that's the point. I'm going to come back in just a few moments and make a very practical application from the wilderness for your life today. I'm in the Sinai wilderness of Israel, you can see the incredible beauty behind me, the beauty of the wilderness. Do you know, this is the place that the Lord called the children of Israel to, out of Egypt, to worship Him. We read, for example, in the book of Exodus, chapter five, verse one, that Moses and Aaron went before Pharaoh and they said to Pharaoh, let my people go on behalf of the Lord, that they might come into the wilderness to celebrate a feast and to worship me. This is an incredible spot, think about it. The Lord called Israel to worship him, to sacrifice him, and to celebrate before him in this place, in the wilderness. If you think about it, it's kind of puzzling. I mean, why would God call Israel into the wilderness to worship him? And why did he tell them to make a feast before him and to celebrate before him in the wilderness? Because often as we think of the wilderness as really a place that's lacking, a place where there's not much water, very uh, little food, there's not much to look at. So why the wilderness? Because beloved, it's in a place like this that the Lord oftentimes meets us most dearly, most clearly. You see, it was only when the children of Israel were in the wilderness that the supernatural manna appeared on the ground six days a week for 40 years. And it was only while they were in the wilderness that they were able to visibly see the Shekinah glory of God as it rested over the tabernacle as a fire by night and a cloud by day. I wanna to say to you today, if you're in a wilderness Don't waste your wilderness because it's often in the wilderness where Father's voice will be most clear. It's often in the wilderness that we learn lessons that we're able to carry with us for the rest of our life. In fact, beloved ones, there are some things that we can only learn in the wilderness. So let's not waste our wilderness. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 that he was burdened excessively beyond strength so that he despaired even of life. But then he said, this wilderness, so to speak, happened that it would learn to trust in God that raises the dead. Remember, his power is perfected in our weakness, and oftentimes the wilderness can be a place of weakness, but I'm telling you, God will meet you there. I want you to know, you can't escape a wilderness. In fact, I believe that our life consists of a cycle of wilderness experiences and then release into greater joy and breakthrough. You see, God, as I said, does things in our life when we're in the wilderness that He can't do when life is going easier and we're surrounded by comfort. You see, the wilderness represents the fact that we have no provision other than God. That's where Jesus went when God empowered him for ministry. Remember, he came out of the Jordan River and the Spirit of the Lord immediately led him into the wilderness where he fasted there for 40 days. I want you to know, if you're in a wilderness right now, it's probably just where you're supposed to be. And you don't want to miss what God can do in your life by complaining, but rather recognize that it can be a great blessing for you. Because generally, we make the most spiritual progress and receive the most from God, not during the easiest times in our life, but during wilderness times where we have to dig deep. Of course, wildernesses look very different for different people at different times. Wildernesses can come in many ways. But a wilderness experience is when you feel, perhaps, empty inside, or you've lost something in your life that's very important to you, a time when you have no crutches that can satisfy you, when you have a need that no one can meet but God, These types of experiences force us to depend on Him. And depending on Him, because there's nowhere else we can go, beloved, this dependency creates a river for God to flow into our lives from. I want you to hear me today. When I look back in my life, the times that I've grown the most have been the times that have been the most difficult times, and now, I look and I see the platform that I'm on and the place of ministry that I'm able to minister out of. And you know what? The foundation is the wilderness. So listen, don't waste your wilderness. Learn how to walk through wilderness times with a sense of expectation and anticipation that even though things might feel empty, God is doing a great work under the surface. You're drinking deeply during these times even though they may feel very unpleasant. Remember, Paul learned this lesson. He learned when he was in a wilderness, he was dealing with a messenger of Satan, it was a wilderness experience of types, he called to God, God take this away from me, this is painful, this hurts. But you know the Lord said to him, Paul, my power is gonna be perfected in your weakness and in your weakness, Paul, I am gonna make you strong. Beloved, I love you. Most importantly, God loves you. And if you'll learn to walk through your wilderness praising God by faith, thanking Him that you're receiving something deep in it, God's gonna do some very special things that He can't do for you except when you're in the wilderness. Remember, life is a cycle. It's seasons of joy and breakthrough, and then seasons of trials and wilderness. Let's learn how to handle both with a joyful and a thankful heart. Let's walk by faith, not by sight, and not by feeling. And when we do that, we're gonna get strong. And when we get strong, beloved ones, we're gonna become happy because we are strong.
0: You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider, and this is Discovering the Jewish Jesus. If you've missed any of today's message that was broadcasted from Israel titled Stories from the Wilderness, you can listen online when you visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com, or you can catch Rabbi's messages on our new podcast. You can also catch these messages on YouTube where you can see the sites we talked about today like in Getty and the wilderness of Judea. It's our prayer that you'll find inspiration, revelation and encouragement in rabbi's daily messages. But we couldn't put these programs together without your faithful and consistent support and prayers. Now here's rabbi to tell us more.
1: I wanna read you what I believe is one of the most beautiful scriptures concerning the promise of God that comes to us when we honor Him with our wealth. I'm reading Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Open your heart, listen to this word that the Lord gives us. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is a direct promise that when we honor the Lord with our finances, He responds to that by supernaturally blessing our lives and circumstances. If you believe this, I want to ask you, if you sense the Holy Spirit knocking on your heart right now, make your best offering to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus.
0: To give a gift of any amount today, call us at 800-777-7835 or you can partner with us online. You can either give a one-time gift, or if it's easier, you can choose the option that allows you to automate your monthly giving. You'll find both of these options online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your partnership, it really does make a difference. And the fact that we're broadcasting in almost 200 nations around the world is proof of the power of your gifts. It's because of friends like you that we can touch hundreds of thousands of lives each year. So please give today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you're not in a position to give today, but if you still want to partner with us, then join us in prayer. We have a strong prison ministry that provides rabbis teaching materials to the incarcerated. And we have an internal prayer ministry team who gathers together every week to read over Every prayer request that we receive. This team of prayer warriors reaches out to over 50,000 of our friends each year. So please join with us as we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters all around the world who are sharing the good news of Jesus with those who need to hear God's message the most. To connect with us today, you can visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, to wrap up today's message titled, Stories from the Wilderness with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: In the book of Numbers, Chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. YAHWEH <speaking in Hebrew> Vaiishma re kha p'navelecha Yahweh panavela kha p'navelecha ve'asen and Shalom.
2: If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, podcast links, teaching notes, and so much more. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. Matthew 18, 19 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Our prayer team lifts up each individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through Discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. I'm
0: Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider continues our study from the Holy Land. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish
2: Jesus.